Hi, it's Michael Anthony, and welcome back to The Meat of It, a carnivore podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of health and happiness. But you can't be happy if you're not healthy, so there we go. Speaking of health, I have been a carnivore for over five years now. That's five years of an animal-based lifestyle. It's been really so good for me that I can never imagine looking back. I stumbled into it in late 2017. I was going through a really, really bad bout of depression. I mean, I was clinically depressed for decades, really. Uh, but uh, I just had such a severe bout of depression that I didn't want to eat. Usually, that's all I wanted to do. If I was happy, I ate. If I was sad, I ate. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, but no, this time I was so sad. So did not just sad. We, those of us who have been through actual depression know the difference between sadness and depression. And this was, yeah, deep, deep depression. And I didn't want to eat. Like I said, I was starving myself, not intentionally, but I just did not want to eat. But eventually, I don't know if it was days or weeks, that's how foggy I was at the time, but after a while of, uh, you know, not eating, I uh, said, eh, I feel a little hungry for cheese or uh, some meat or something like that. So I started eating these meaty and fatty foods and I started to uh, feel nervous. I thought, well... All this fatty food can't be good for me, can it? And I googled, I don't use Google much anymore, but uh, at the time I, yeah, googled, will eating all this fat kill me? And lo and behold, I discovered the keto diet and quickly discovered the carnivore diet through, uh, yeah, pretty much through keto, uh, which is a, a ketogenic diet, which means basically you don't eat sugar, bread, stuff like that. But anyway, I stumbled into the carnivore diet and I felt better. I said, uh, even after I think a couple of weeks or uh, maybe a month, I realized I no longer felt that cloud of depression. I, I couldn't believe it. It was, I didn't even register at first because I just didn't know any other feeling. And then when I felt different, when I felt better, I didn't notice it right away. But uh, when I did, I said, holy moly, there's something here. There's something to this uh, meat and fat and all that. And uh, well, I started reading. I read The Big Fat Surprise by Nina Teicholz, uh, which is an awesome book. I mean, it's, like, I think, a decade of research into the scandalous history of things like dietary recommendations and, and all, all this uh, interference, the interference of the government and corporations in planning your diet, your lifestyle, and misinforming you and twisting the truth in order to make you believe in their science. Does that sound familiar? Uh, twisting the truth in the name of science to plan your lifestyle and uh, make you switch from butter to vegetable oil, which vegetable oils are still recommended 
in the uh, dietary guidelines for Americans. So the people that you trust with your health are recommending uh, an inflammatory uh, debilitate. You can get diabetes eating too much vegetable oil and they're not going to tell they're going to tell you you'll die if you eat butter but you won't you, you'll live if you eat the butter <laughs> and of course i need to say that this is not medical advice I, I this is my experience this is what many others have experienced and i just want to bring the truth to you because there's so many lies out there so what is my experience right okay so i was basically chronically ill for most of my well, actually, all of my teen and adult life. It's kind of crazy to realize that my since, I guess, adolescent, early adolescence is when I started to get depressed, which I have since learned is inflammatory uh, when it's chronic, that that's inflammation in your body and your brain. And it's, of course, going to make you foggy and sad. Uh, so, uh, and worse, I mean, it's so this is all about inflammation in the end. So all of this information is about inflammation. And of course, systemic chronic inflammation affects different people in different ways. It kind of finds your weak spots and uh, makes them worse and usually result in, you know, your how you die. Basically, it's a sad thing to think about. Uh, you know, my mom died eating too much sugar and developing heart disease. She passed away at age 58 and I was developing heart disease in my 20s. So I'm just so grateful that I found a way that uh, saved my life. That's how good the carnivore diet has been for me. Now, you couldn't always tell that I was depressed from the outside, but I was 70 pounds heavier when I was uh, eating everything. I mean, I was eating a standard American diet and I, yeah, just uh, junk food and what I considered healthy food to balance it out, that kind of thing. And uh, I've learned that you really can't balance it out. There's no balanced way of eating junk it always hurts you and you have to recover every time i've certainly learned that over five years on a carnivore diet every time that i've strayed you know here and there i would catch a cold or if i strayed for maybe a longer time i was eating these maple glazed uh, wild caught salmon bites from epic so delicious but uh, they have a little bit of sugar, not a lot, but it's, you know, all natural maple sugar that gave me a debilitating toothache. I mean, I was in the worst pain of my life for maybe a month and eventually found a holistic dentist and took care of it, got dental surgery, painful dental surgery, and uh, on the other side, here I am uh, healing and feeling a lot better, but I learned my lesson. Stay carnivore. That's one way you don't want to lose weight is losing teeth. But thank goodness I didn't. I lost weight by eating fat. I lost 70 pounds of excess fat by eating lots and lots of saturated fat. 
I was also pre-diabetic, and that's basically diabetic. It, they're just trying to, you know, make it sound uh, not so bad. It's bad, all right? I mean, that is just a slow death, and I'm just I'm sorry to say it, and it's sad, but it's true, and I was living that slow death. And I'm so glad I'm out of it. So I'm spreading the word, huh? And after losing over 70 pounds eating fatty red meat, I found that my knees didn't hurt so much anymore, and eventually they stopped hurting. My knee pain was so bad that I went to see a rheumatologist when I was still in my, I guess, mid-twenties, and I asked him, what's wrong with me? I can't, and he couldn't find anything wrong with me. He was obese too, and I don't think he could see anything wrong with me because he was dealing with me the same stuff I was dealing with. I mean, doctors are people too, and they make mistakes like people too. But the least he could have done was to tell me to lose weight because I had to lose weight. It's a mechanical thing. All that extra weight on my knees, my legs, my, my bones, my joints, my... Oh, I was falling apart slowly, but I was falling apart and way too early. And I wasn't just falling apart. I was melting. I used to sweat so much during the summer. I thought I hated summer. I would hide from the sun and that was mechanical too. I mean, I had more to move. So my engine ran hot. And while all of that stuff was happening on the outside, I, there was even worse stuff happening on the inside. I was hypothyroid. I, ha I was taking synthetic thyroid hormone, synthroid, whatever. I had the generic, I think. But it was supposed to be for the rest of my life. The doctor said, I'm surprised you haven't just, uh, well, she didn't say I'm surprised you haven't dropped dead, but she practically said, I'm surprised you haven't just dropped dead. So I was taking pills, timing my meals around my pills in my 20s. I, what the? And I'm learning how many people are on meds these days, from antidepressants to, to oh, don't get me started. So eating fatty red meat got me off of pills that I was supposed to be taking for the rest of my life. And the same for my dad. I mean, he was on insulin and, and he was gonna have to take that for the rest of his life, but uh, he switched to eating all meat and voila. He's not diabetic anymore. Way to go, Dad. But what is eating all that fatty red meat gonna do to your cholesterol? It fixed it. I, I had terrible cholesterol. And it, I had high triglycerides, the whole deal. I was gonna die, all right? They said that my triglycerides were so high, they were extremely concerned. They set me up with a nutritionist uh, i totally skipped the appointment and i'm kind of glad i did because they would have told me to eat more broccoli and less bacon and doing the opposite is what saved my life so i'm glad i didn't go but i continued to neglect myself and uh, continued to uh, suffer other uh, conditions and symptoms uh, that have since cleared, uh, such as... I gotta keep a list, because there are too many to keep track of. I've covered most of them already, but uh, I also had uh, seasonal allergies. Every freaking spring, every fall, I would be stuffy, sneezing, coughing, 
and I would have to take meds for that. And, uh, oh, I didn't even mention all the pain meds I used to take every day just to walk back when I had the knee pain. But uh, back to the allergies. I started my carnivore diet in the late fall. And by that spring, the following spring, I was like, where are my symptoms? <laughs> I mean, occasionally I might get a little stuffy. I, recently, I did seem to be dealing with some uh, allergies. I think I'm still getting over it a bit, but it, it's been pretty rare and way milder. Speaking of getting stuffy, I used to get uh, colds and the flu all the time. I would get sick for like two weeks at a time, it was frequent, and, uh, I mean, when the temperature went up, I would get sick. When the temperature dropped, I would get sick. Uh, if I didn't wear a scarf, I would get, oh, there was pretty much anything would get me sick. This goes back to the systemic inflammation. I mean, that leads to all kinds of issues, it, from the depression to the knee pain to the seasonal allergies to uh, the diabetes. I mean, it covers the, I mean, it's your one-stop shop for chronic illness. So my body was very susceptible to colds and flu. Looking at my list, uh, I think I've covered everything. So, uh, uh, yeah, well, except for my embarrassing athlete foot that I had for a long time, and now it's gone, thank goodness, and it's staying gone, thank goodness, because I stopped feeding the fungus. Just six years ago, I could not imagine saying that I cleaned up my diet by eating fatty red meat. <laughs> But that's what did it, and that's what continues to do it. So as astounded as I am looking back on my past, I really look forward to a healthy future. I'm healthier than even now, because I do feel my body is continuing to heal from decades of abuse and chronic illness, uh, and I do continue to get better. Uh, but I am concerned about this increasing war on meat. The war on meat has been going on since at least the 70s, but now the war on meat is getting out of control. There's a psychological operation running on us, a, a PSYOP, saying that meat is bad for our health, but now they're saying and really focusing on meat being bad for the environment. I hesitate to even say that because meat is healthy for you and for the environment. The unhealthy part is industrialization. It's all the things that come with that, with industrialization, the factories, the, the regulations that governments paying farmers to kill cattle. The Dutch government has been shutting down thousands of farms and it's all about nitrogen and greenhouse gases, uh, whatever, pollution. But the thing is that they, through regulations, created the conditions that they're now blaming on the farmers, which makes no sense. And now they're shutting down the farms to save the climate, save the planet. They're not. Governments are controlling prices. They're controlling our diets. They're controlling us using these draconian measures that are increasingly obvious to anyone who cares to pay attention. 
because it's kind of wacky. A lot of people don't see the cage being built around us because it's pretty comfortable. The cage gets Amazon deliveries. But I'm not going to go on about all the different ways that our liberty is being destroyed from the inside out, I, literally from the inside of our bodies. I mean, speaking of protests, have you heard about the Chinese protests? The Chinese people are revolting, protesting the Chinese Communist Party's zero COVID policy, which has caused deaths. And they are getting mainstream press. And our government in the United States is uh, saying that they have the right to protest. And, uh, well, uh, as someone who was arrested <laughs> several times protesting the mandates here, um, well, I, I'm just kind of surprised that um, the government is uh, kind of flip-flopping on, uh, but I guess that I don't know, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't make sense. Clown world. <laughs> but I mention that because this is about the right to choose what goes into your body. Wink, wink. You know, we're not allowed to talk about certain things, right? But we all know that our diet is something we put into our body, right? And has an effect on our body and our life. And, um, well, no one's telling you to eat healthy. They're just telling you to take more pharmaceuticals. They're, uh, every step of the way, they're monetizing our chronic illness and making us more chronically ill to profit more from that. But I'm rambling again, so uh, long story short, I think that eventually I'm going to be protesting climate lockdowns and hope that uh, the government respects my right to protest. Sounds crazy now, but uh, I've unfortunately been right about too much of this stuff. So look out for this uh, whole climate thing because you're being misinformed by the official sources. And if you let them do what they want to do uh, to fix the problem, it's going to get really ugly. So I hope more people push back sooner rather than later and uh well all of this stuff is really happening i mean they're really trying to get you to eat bugs insects yuck not just yuck but it's not a replacement for beef and the nutrition that you get from beef or or goat or lamb or or even chicken. At best, bugs are a survival food if you really have to, or uh, if uh, you like to, go right ahead. Again, I'm all about choice. The freedom to make your choices, the choices that affect your body, your life. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't see the appeal in it. And how many crickets does it take to replace a cow? I, tell me, Google. A single cow can feed an adult human for a whole year. I mean, that's way less death. It's way tastier. And the cow eats grass anywhere in the world. That there's grass, which is pretty much everywhere in the world. Doesn't even have to be farmland. They'll live off the grass. They'll poop on the grass. They'll fertilize the land, they're living lawnmowers, and it's a beautiful symbiotic system between... We protect them, they feed us, and everyone enjoys a better life overall. Yes, there is death, and look, I don't like living off of death, but we live off of death all the... Plants, 
you eat a plant, that plant's not still alive inside of you. Even if you ate it raw, that plant is dead and you are living off of that dead material. So uh, all of us live off of death. And that's just the way the universe is set up. And nature is way more complex than we could ever really fathom. So who are we to question nature to the point of making ourselves sick. It doesn't make sense. Nature set it up a certain way. We do it that way. We thrive. We reject nature. We try to replace nature. We try to duplicate nature. And we always get sicker. Look at us. Again, the same people who made you and the planet sicker are trying to sell you their solutions. And those so-called solutions include plant-based meats and lab-grown meat, also known as cultured meat, which is grown in a petri dish like bacteria. Mmm, that's a good steak. Even 3D printed meat, anything but a natural cow that we've been eating for millennia, and all of a sudden they're a threat to the planet. So to save the planet, we have to replace cows with factories and laboratories because nature, but they're not concerned about nature. They're concerned about technology and merging biology with technology, biotech. That is the bigger overall goal of these globalists, people who want to make the whole world adopt these so-called solutions and uh, no matter what you know we're like we, we sign these global treaties uh, well at least biden signs them and sells us out <laughs> so uh, you know these things are out there if you pay attention and it's not a conspiracy theory it is conspiracy fact and i don't even know if it counts as a conspiracy when they're doing it right in our faces you've got these governments and corporations teaming up to plan your life and to change your life whether you like it or not whether it's healthy for you or not it's insane and i can't believe it's actually happening after years of screaming about it it finally started really happening and i didn't know what to say i said what am i gonna what else am i gonna say i've said it all it's all happening so remember in this political climate uh, being a meat eater is one step away from being a domestic terrorist <laughs> so please keep an eye on this stuff and try to Support your local ranchers and farmers. That's what we can do is support our local ranchers and farmers as much as possible. Or at least avoid the mainstream commercial factory farmed stuff because it's loaded with all kinds of chemicals, pesticides, genetically modified organisms. And who knows what else they're working on without even telling us because they don't always tell us. They come out 70 years later saying, oh, we're so sorry. The Tuskegee experiments where they uh, intentionally left men with syphilis untreated for decades and only apologized or only really stopped because they got caught. So um, you might not always want to trust the science. I'll be talking more about the war on meat, especially now that it's actually really ramping up. It's all right. We're going to make it. I'm optimistic for the long-term future. So um, we'll get through it, whatever it is, whatever's coming. 
whether it's food shortages or uh, whatever happens, uh, you know, these things, these things can and do happen and we should be prepared for them to happen so that we can survive and learn and grow and ultimately triumph. So live free. Remember that you were born free. I say this all the time because I want to remind you that you were born free. Isn't that liberating? Now, it's your job to uphold and defend that liberty for yourself and for the entire world. You've got people in China rising up against a super tyrannical government, an extremely totalitarian regime, and they are standing up. They are getting beaten and arrested, but they're still resisting. So when I say live free, I mean it. I mean live free as much as you can because your life depends on it. All of our lives depend on it. Thank you so much for joining me for this lengthy rant. This can be heavy stuff, but uh, I try to have fun with it because after a while, I just can't stay angry, you know, gotta laugh, gotta, gotta uh, smile and enjoy what we can because that's the whole point of liberty. That's the whole point of life. I mean, I can go on and on about this stuff. There's a lot to get into, but I'll be back. So thanks again for joining me. Thank you all for your support, um, and I'll see you again soon. In the meantime, I'll say it again, eat meat and live free.